0: A future wager at fifty
1: to one. You do. I got another twenty five to win. If I don't get the first leg won, I, I just walk out. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone.
0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to another huge edition of the Two Units Podcast. Today we've got another bumper edition, all our usual segments are back, we got Footy's Fodder, Pack Your Nags, The Sultan's Supper, Salt Specs once again across four states and then we round out our show as usual with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foote, joining me as always is my great mate The Sultan, uh, Salts, welcome, welcome along mate.
1: Footy, how's it going mate? I can see in the background there the sun is shining where you are, that must be lovely.
0: Yeah, it's nice. It's a it's still a crisp nineteen degrees up here oh, on the uh, yeah. sunny Gold Coast, yeah. mate. But, it was, but one, uh,
1: it was one this morning where I am.
0: Is that when you were out doing your twenty five k run? <laughs>
1: yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Lucky mate. Um, hey, big uh, big week last week. Salts uh, once more in the uh, racing world for us. Um, you had a few few good results, mate. How are you feeling after the uh, the weekend that was?
1: Yeah, it was a good Saturday, mate. It's good to have a couple of good Saturdays in a row. It's it's really chassis nice. To... Oh, sorry. Garni, Lindo, sorry. Hello. Hello. Yeah. No, no, sorry, no, mate. I'm doing the podcast. Yeah, no, no, it's not me. Cha- it's my carburetor. It's not my chassis. So sorry, sorry for it's mechanic. It's not me. My chassis is good, mate. It's the carburetor. Yeah, I'll chat to you later. Yeah, on you, mate. Thank you. Yep, sorry about that. I was just a <laughs> mechanic, got I'm having troubles with my carburetor. Thinks it's just my chassis. <laughs>
0: he's double down on the. He's double down on the phone call and the ringtone. I can't believe it. <laughs> no, we'll no, give you. Weekend, we'll give mate. you that. We'll good give weekend. you that one. The uh, the green highlighter saluting, mate. That was a good good watch. Uh, thanks for that. That certainly got the day off to a ripping a ripping start. It was pretty early in the card. Hey, uh, Go we got, yeah. Yeah, we got uh, all our usual segments today, as I mentioned in the intro, and we're going to kick things off with Footy's Fodder, and I want to talk about War Eternal, Salt. So as tip of yours in race one at Ramwick on the weekend, uh, was in an absolute pocket, came off heels at the 200 meters and looked gone, then somehow just started letting down when it was all over and got the bobbin and won.
1: Yeah, it got the bobbin, didn't it? And I, I said as well, like... We had dopamine for morning tea at 11.05. It's like the body's not supposed to be releasing that much dopamine <laughs> that early.
0: <laughs> mate, I haven't, had, I haven't had that sort of early stuff since I backed a winner at Rickerton a few weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> at 11. You don't usually find them that early in the card. No. So, So in light of War Eternal's gutsy win, this week for Footy's Fodder, mate, it got me thinking, what are some of the ultimate dopamine releases just in general? In sport, in racing. So I'm going to start off and I'm going to keep it with uh, with racing at the moment. But I'm not sure if any of our listeners saw or uh, was tuning into any Alice Springs Maidens on uh, Sunday. But there was a horse by the name of Just Hang Up and uh, bounced at $17 in this uh, Alice Springs Maiden, walked out of the stalls, dropped out the back, was 25 lengths last at the 600 in absolute no man's land, Looked like it was actually going to be pulled up out of the race. You would have had him at 2,001 to 1 on Betfair in running. But somehow, jockey Jason Lyon gets him going at the 400, and he gives these things windburn. It's one of the most impressive visual victories I've ever seen. Um, I wouldn't be blackbooking anything out of the race, Salts. I was going to say,
1: would you follow him up?
0: I wouldn't follow any. It was like Chautauqua-esque. But it wasn't a TJ Smith, it was a maiden at <laughs> Alice on the day.
1: Well, you know, Savo 2XL started his uh, career there, so who knows, mate?
0: We might whip him in. We might have just hang up watch on the Two Units podcast <laughs> yeah. and see where he gets to. But I won't be uh, buttering up uh, going again. Well, I didn't back him first time. But I thought that was if, if anyone of our listeners were on this guy at 17 to 1, you've had enough dopamine released for an eternity on that because that was one of the all-time watches. Yeah,
1: you're going to have a come down after that, I reckon.
0: <laughs> Mate, it's Olympic time. I don't know if you're tuning in, uh, but um, it'd be rude not, not to mention old uh, tip cap Stephen Bradbury in terms of uh, a bit of a dopamine release here for us. Aussie Winter Olympic fans back in 2002 at uh, at my favorite Olympics, the Salt Lake cities. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the field fell over there salts and Brad Bradbury from the clouds uh, just you know came through and sweeped up the gold so I don't ever get sick of watching that on YouTube.
1: It gives you goosebumps I, I watch it. Like, I don't know, it wasn't that long ago I actually watched it, and it, it does give you goosebumps. You, you mentioned old tip caps, Bradbury. He he still does the tips, but his hairline sort of back at San back now. It's a weird yeah. head. A real sweet,
0: <laughs> sweeper keeper <for> <laughs> yeah. Sticking
1: with the Olympics, Sydney Olympics 2000, the Aussie 4x100 relay team in the pool playing guitars yeah. poolside after they beat the Yanks, and it was American Gary Hall Jr. of the US team said that, They'd smash Australia like guitars, and and Klimi's bald head—he just, <laughs> just absolutely slithered through the water. He actually <laughs> broke the hundred-meter world record within that relay, and and they got out and started playing the guitars. It was awesome. Yeah, it was
0: absolute scenes. Over mean. me. Jesus, nothing will ever eclipse the Sydney Olympics, too. It was just the GOAT Olympics. Yeah, I don't
1: think that Brisbane's going to have the same ring to it? Is it? <laughs> oh, no. Nah. Go- no one cares.
0: I saw the Gold Coast Mayor strutting around Broadbeach this morning, actually. He had a real sort of look-at-me vibes about him since the announcement. So, Did he,
1: uh, did he have any Salt Lake cities? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not by his <laughs> side, no, he didn't. <laughs> Hey another thing that salts uh, just I've been keeping a bit of a low profile over the last week and one thing that's given me a little bit of a dopamine release is uh I've I've bought into a crypto horse on uh, Zed Run. have you heard about you heard about this
1: have you seen it? Have you heard about this, <laughs> mate? You texted me the other day. I said, "Mate, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. I live in the real world, not fantasy world." <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh, you mate! Tried to explain it the other day, but I'm still a bit bamboozled.
0: <laughs> I've basically given you. I've basically said it's trackside, but better. <laughs> it's um, nah. It's this. Uh, it's a real sort of cryptocurrency stuff, salt. So, so I've bought this unraced cult off the marketplace and it's called two girls one cup this horse that i've bought which is extraordinary
1: naming mate
0: but (laughs) he looks to have a bit of potential you sort of go into the ancestry and all the bloodlines and see what you know what they've done and what distance they're going to be suited to and uh and you just and you randomly race them all over the globe so um, my guy ran seventh last night in the coveted Brazilian Cup over two thousand meters and he actually got back and powered through the line and it and it gave me a bit of buzz. I had a bit of a dopamine release, so I thought it was uh worth putting in the in the fodder today. And but he's got the one day backup too. He's racing in Brisbane tonight over the two thousand, so, so tune he's in from listeners.
1: Brazil to Brisbane. Yeah, I, in, a I, day, in a day in a day. I'm honestly perplexed. I have no idea what's going on. Did you do you win any money or anything? Yeah, there's there's a bit cash. There's anything? a
0: bit. Nah, it's it's first, second, third. So there's, yeah, but your ratings go up and down. Or not?
1: Is it random? Or?
0: It's all it's all on the algorithms, the foot algorithms, mate. That's why I'm just <laughs> <laughs> really oh the footalytics are going through the roof, looking into it. Yeah, yeah I but might,
1: um, give that one a birth already. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, I reckon though, just to sort of round out the the, fo- the fodder today, the ultimate dopamine release, and I know a lot of our listeners are in, in lockdown all over Australia at the moment, and we're feeling a long way from it at the moment, but spring carnival with your mates all on the one horse and just being absolute psychopaths, kissing your horse home, I don't reckon there's a better feeling in the world, so I just want to stick that one there, ride it on the fridge, do something.
1: Throwing your beer in the air, just going nuts. Yeah. It's you said that was to round out the fodder, but there I think you missed one, mate. I think there's another one here. I think um in the space of five minutes, back in one at twenty and then back on one at forty two. <laughs> you <know, that> <laughs> oh,
0: it it's unlikely you to go a an individual <laughs> approach there <this also>, <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, moving
0: on. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, that's the fodder this week. Some real dopamine release. Let us know if you've uh you've had any any sick dopamine release in the last week. We're always keen to know Naturally, on our twi- of course. Yes, on our Twitter handle at two units podcast. Time to move into pack your nags segment, which is just an opportunity where Salts and I get to send things packing from the week that's been. Salts are uh, pretty slim, pretty slim pickings this week, but you want you wanna uh you want to hit one of your good friends here. Between the eyes.
1: Mate, it's a bit of a weird one. It's got nothing to do with horse racing. And like you said, it was a bit light on. So I thought, you know what? It pains me to do this, but I am sending a current affair packing. Now, this is this might be a news program, but it's one of the great comedy programs of all time. <laughs> it's brought us highlights over the years, such as Barking Dog Man, iconic. <laughs> Nunchucks, man. It was just flinging nunchucks and falling over in the grass. Two Yank brothers that live together but hate each other was a good one. There was Murdering Pie Lady and one of my favourites, the drug-dealing granny, and the story was titled Granny Spliff.
0: (laughs) That's important news.
1: (laughs) These days, it's unwatchable. It's all about bloody COVID. Get stuff, Trace. Bring back Steve Marshall hunting down blokes in the Bunnings car park that have 12 kids. To twelve different women. That's <laughs> that's the shit we watch a current affair for. <laughs> that's, that's Not so good. Interviews with ScoMo and all these other muppets. All right. So get back to your roots of current affair, please. You're unwatchable. It's a good show. I, I, I'm being serious. It's a pisser of a show when they do like stories where they just take the piss out of people. But it's getting real too news. Serious. Real news. Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're done. I wonder if it. Trace
1: will get hold of that.
0: He's packed it and he's sent it. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, get into the Sultan's Supper. So for our listeners out there that haven't tuned in before, the Sultan's Supper is an opportunity where we get to invite people to sit down with the Sultan and I for supper and celebrate their performances uh, in, in racing or otherwise. And, uh, Salts, who's coming along this week?
1: First, it's going to be a full table because I don't have the list of names, but every single jockey that rode at Ballarat on Tuesday on the synthetic, it Tuesday in Melbourne and – you know, Ballarat's way colder and worse than Melbourne. It was a bludger of a day. It was freezing. It was it was like six or seven. It was pegging down rain. It was windy as hell. The feels like out there would have been about minus 25. And, and I said, they're doing 60K an hour on horseback. And they're wearing bloody silk pajamas, mate. They must be absolutely freezing. So they can all come for dinner and they'll have, have a hot toddy.
0: That might, that's going to be hard for the at two units podcast kitchen to prepare. So we might have to go a buffet style, <laughs> a real <Yeah>. stuff, a <laughs> bit of a stuffy this week. So
1: real sort of a uh, schmorkies boy.
0: <laughs> Who else is uh, coming along?
1: I'm bringing it. I'm bringing the apprentice Tommy Stockdale in. I'm bringing him in for his ride on chassis because it was, it was a case of the ride won the race. Obviously the the horse was going well, but the, the win rated just okay. Um, he was just so patient and, and if he wasn't so patient, he, if he didn't make every decision that he made on the day, the, the horse wouldn't have won. So we've got Tommy to thank for that, for that getting home. So I want to, I want to buy Tommy a beer and a meal.
0: Yeah, cool. Hey, I'm going to uh, stick with the apprentice theme and I'm actually going to invite along Theo Nugent this week, Salt So crown the winner of the apprentice rising stars series at Flemington weekend, just gone, just edging at your man, Tommy Stockdale, actually. But, uh, Theo uh, busted his fibula in May during and during lockdown, instead of uh, binging Netflix and like, like us sort of sickos, he just binged replays of his last 100 rides and worked out how he could have done better in each of the races. That's an absolute elite mindset. So, Theodore, have a seat, son, at the supper.
1: That is an elite mindset. You've got to take your hat off for that. Mm. I once binged my last 100 winners. It took me back a, <laughs> about two months. <laughs> Here, he is.
0: Here he is. <laughs> So good. Hey, that's gonna be like that is that's a huge jockey edition of the supper. So we got every jockey Isn't at Ballarat. <laughs> Tommy out Theo. The funny thing is, there won't even be that much food being eaten because they're probably just you know. Just uh, shredding down.
1: Getting ready for the spring. Or, yeah. or particularly the apprentices, they've got a bloody shred.
0: Yeah. Could be a cheap, cheap supper. Cheap, a bit of
1: lettuce.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, that rounds that out for this week. So what we're going to do, Salts, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and actually talk about some racing and get into Salt Specs.
1: Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best-of-the-best best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. feel the excitement. Best of the best, not available WA races, gamble responsibly.
0: Welcome back, listeners. It's time for us to get into Salt Specs, which is proudly brought to you by our great friends there at Top Sport. Today, we're going to preview races across four states. We've got Rose Hill, we're at Doombin, we're at Morphettville, and Salts. I'm pretty excited about Caulfield because we've got the Bletchingly Stakes and I've got, and that's, that is like the road to spring, I think Bletchingly weekend is. So I'm rolling with that. Um, but mate, we've got a few tips here and uh, tips galore actually. Today. Yeah,
1: there's a bit to work with, isn't there? Before we mm. start, mate, I've noticed we had a little break there, and you've come back and you're wearing a jumper.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I got to put my hand up for this one because I'm staying in a hotel and I don't know how to use, I don't know how to work the air con. It's just absolutely been pouring through for a week. And I don't oh, know, It's on. It's, on. It, it's just on. I don't know how oh, to really? turn it off, and I don't want to have a weird phone call with someone at reception. So yeah. I'm just, ro- I'm just rolling with the punches. So I'm just going to stay cold all week.
1: That's good for the environment, mate.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's actually a hole directly above me. <laughs> so, <laughs> at least you get a tan. Yeah. Uh, hey, we're going to kick off the specs today at Rose Hill. Salts, what's the track going to look like? What What's it doing on Saturday?
1: Look, I, I can't say anything with, with any real conviction. that The rail is eight metres after being true and three metres the last two meets here. Particularly last meet it was very difficult to make ground, but that was on a on a wet track. So three meets back on the nineteenth of the sixth, it was seven meters and heavy and played quite fair. But the improving tracks, what really scares me is as rail out with a drying track can play inside and on speed. So it could even get to a good four here. Likely soft five could get to a good four. So I am thinking that you're not gonna you don't want to be too far away. Ten yeah. Okay. Remaining. Yeah.
0: Yep we're previewing a few races here salts and I'm I'm sort of leaving you I'm sort of leaving you one out a bit here because we we spoke before the show and I I just lost all confidence in Sydney I've officially put it in the bin so you're the specs man but uh we'll kick off at race one and it's a two-year old handicap over the 1200 salts and uh, you've you've got uh something in this race for us
1: yes mate I've got a couple here I like Coast watch resuming for Chris Waller he's resuming gelded. Now, he's had some genuine excuses in a couple of de- of his defeats in the vets and, and in running. Should have beat convergent start to a while back when held up badly. Just the way he's been trialing recently, his first trial comes to a very fast trial, horse one on Wednesday at the Kenzo that comes through the same trial, and, and his work through the line was cracking, and then the second trial just jogged around again, Good. If if the speed's good up top and he sort of slots in midfield, he's $10. And I'm I'm willing to have a bet on him because I think he's going to return Gelded a a much improved horse. Mm-hmm. The other one is Military Expert. He was excellent on debut. He was used up early to sit outside the leader. The winner, King of Sparta, he meets again today. But that horse had the cold sit. Military expert fought back really nicely through the line. So the extra 50 meters is on his side. That was off just one trial, whereas King of Sparta had two trials. So I think there's more. Given he's only had one start as well, there's there's far more natural upside for Military Expert, and he's got the speed to overcome this wide draw. So I think with a nice run to the first bend from the 1200 shoot, he can roll across, sit outside the leader, and I, I do think one of those two will win, and I'll back them both.
0: Are you going to so you're even staking Coastwatch? No, Watch I'm not
1: going to. No, sorry, I'll, I'll yeah. have I'll have Military Expert for a unit and, and Coastwatch for 0.6.
0: Okay, so you get 350 for military expert and about 10s for Coast Watch. So that's yeah. your play in race one. Yeah. Cool. Hey, race two is a class three highway over the 1500 assaults.
1: Yeah, there's a horse I wanted to follow here that I'm I'm most likely not going to back and that's dream runner third up. I just thought he came up a bit skinny with the wide draw because he does. He, he's led a couple of races, but I'm not sure he can he can roll forward. He's in good hands with McDonald, but there's a horse here third up for Gaynor Williams, and it's his third start with Gaynor Williams, and that's Bondi Blue. He used to be with the Snowdens. I think he's looking for a step-up in trip that he hasn't got to so far in his his short career, but there is a big opportunity here from Barrier 3 to ride him forward and and bowl him along up towards the top, which should help him relax because last start he jumped well in a decent race, provincial race at Hawkesbury. But he was shuffled back and then got keen. He, he found the line all right. First up, he was runner up to Yangara Rose, and, and that reads well. He spanked third there, and that horse has come out and run well since at the provincials. So, I think Bondi Blue. He's he's twenty three dollars. Mm. I can spec him to win, hoping that they ride him forward.
0: Excellent. So Bondi Blue at twenty three and five fifty a, a place. Yeah. Five fifty a place too, if you're inclined that way inclined. Yeah. Um. Race five Salts is a benchmark of seventy-eight over the twenty-four hundred meters.
1: Yeah, there's a horse from the Marin Eustace, they will smoke and Romans that they're bringing north. And although he comes through the midweek races in Melbourne, he, he is dropping from an eighty-four to a seventy-eight. And his last start win was actually in in somewhat of a, a Saturday quality race. A, a horse like Vegas Knight had been running well in Saturdays at Flemington. So and and he gave him windbone over twenty one hundred. He's been up for yonks, but he is in the right stable to do so. Interesting here, a couple of horses like Harpo Marks has just been ridden by Rachel King, basically every start in Australia loses her to claim mm. with Tommy Sherry. No compromises uh, was given. One of the great rides of the year by McDonald two back, ridden by Barry. Last start loses a senior for an apprentice. James McDonald takes the ride here for Mara Eustace on smoke and romans with, with a weight advantage on those other two so i think he's flying i think he's he stepped he got to a new peak at 2100 last start i, I think he's ready for another new peak so with his position in running advantage on harper Marks, who was outstanding last start got back ran on against a significant pattern but i think if smoke and romans is in front of him he's going to be hard to get past
0: yeah, and Smokin' Romans is at $3.70. I like what you're saying there about that jockey change, Salts, because I was trying to find no compromise in this race to have a bet. And last start, um, with that senior jockey going off and Brock Ryan on, last start, I think it sort of threw away the race a bit. So it was laying in late. And, um, yeah, I think that going down to that apprentice is not what you want to see for a horse that probably does a little bit wrong.
1: Yeah, spot on.
0: Uh, we're going to head to race seven, which is the Winter Challenge over the 1500.
1: Yeah, I spoke about not wanting to be too far away, but this is a race with, with really limited tempo engaged. So I think that the, the there's a there's a likeliness that they might be bunched up come the bend and it's going to come down to the horse with the best turn of foot. That There are a lot of gallopers in this race that are – significantly out of form or coming off fails. Now there might've been excuses for those fails. Counter Monte Cristo didn't handle the heavy, but the the horse here that, that's in form is Cisco Bay. And look, despite the class rise, this is a very, very weak listed race. And that class rise sees him in on the minimum. He was on the minimum in an 88 um, last start, but look, he, he just didn't have the race shape to suit. It was given none last mm. start, but he still found the line well. He sprinted absolutely brilliantly fresh, gave a horse like Blondo, subsequent win a Um and look, it people say oh he's a wet tracker, but it, he's got like he won the Nara Cup. I know it's a country a country cup, but on a good three and, and it was it was a high rating race and I, I think he's actually versatile. I think he handles all surfaces and I think he's going well and Rachel King on the minimum. Mm-hmm. I think he can have a couple behind him and sprint well.
0: 53 kilos, seven bucks on top sports salts. Hey, interesting runner in this race. Well, I found it was interesting placement last start is the O'Shea trained Kerwins Lane. So headed down to uh, headed down to Flemington for winter finals day and sort of box seated in that race and and didn't didn't really hit the line hard. But Mongolian Marshall took that out and Furian ran second. It was that real blanket finish. Furian since come out and won from there. Where did you see Kerwin's Lane in terms of the placement here and, and the chances? Because Kerwin's Lane's lobbing up as a $5 favorite in this race. I was, I was going to take a bet, but there was just too much, un, too much unknown for me in this race, so I decided to stay out, Salts. So
1: yeah, my knock on him, mate, is that his win at Rose Hill over 1,500, three back, wins this race, okay? Mm-hmm. But he had the run to end all runs, hunted up the rail, chased a strong tempo, and kept going past Ellsberg, who's a good horse. But the knock on him is that race at Flemington over the mile last start was a sit and sprint. Mm. And when the sprint went on, he, he was on the rail, but he had room. When the sprint went on, he got left behind. So this race is another race that looks the lack tempo. There's not there's not one natural leader in the race. So he's going to need to sit sprint again over a shorter trip. And I just think there's going to be others that are faster.
0: Mm. Good dart. That, that just That just, justifies, justifies me staying out. Thanks.
1: <laughs>
0: nice. uh, get out stakes, race nine, benchmark 78 over the 1,200.
1: Mate, it's not the get out stakes anymore in Sydney. There's oh, 10 sorry, bloody geez. races. How's so. that? I'll forget uh, about that. I'll tell you what it is. It's not out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the not out stakes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, this is a very open race. I think there's a couple of odds here that can show up. The first is Cuban Royale, and and he was really good over 1,100 meters fresh. He was held up. He was shuffled back at a key stage, and once out, he cannoned home. He's been kept fresh for this, which I like. He had a neat trial between runs, which was better work than the trial before the lead-up run, which I thought was good, so I reckon he's improved. He drops two kilos with the claim, and... 1200 meters suits. He's got second up form. So Cuban Royale, 16 bucks. I think he's a good bet. There's another one here. Snitzify would need to resume with a new peak to win, but she's likely racing. I just marked her to follow off her most recent trial. I thought she found the line really well. She can go forward and run well at a price. And I think she could resume here with a new peak. She's quite lightly raced, So she is at $19. So yeah. Yep. yep. I'll yeah. back them both half a unit and try to get a result.
0: Excellent. Nice bit of value there to round out the card at Rose Hill. Uh, let's head to Caulfield. And as I mentioned before, it's uh, Group 3 Bletchingley weekend. The uh, road to spring starts here, Salts. Uh, what's the track looking like at Caulfield? What can we expect? Uh, how, what can punters expect uh, on Saturday and how are we going to play it?
1: Well, it might be the road to spring, mate, but it's going to be a wet track. Um, it's It's currently rated heavy. There's a bit of rain around, so it's going to be wet. Rail goes from true to four metres. I'm expecting an even enough surface. Might get a few lanes off as the inside chops out. But the thing here is there's a strong northerly, and that has an impact on the races from the shoot start because it hits them. It's a headwind from the shoot start. So cover and forward and midfield is an advantage. But look, that said, sometimes, like we saw it at Mornington quite a quite a few months ago where there was a really strong breeze from a similar start. And sometimes they can just overcompensate and go too slow because no one wants to lead. And then that yeah, advantages yeah. the on paces. So yep. yeah. Yeah. In that, in that case, still you want to be up, up towards the top bit of cover ideal, but not the worst if they're going slow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Hey, uh, race fives where we're going to kick off the previews and that's a benchmark 78 over the fourteen hundred.
1: Yeah, there's a horse here, Jittery Jack, and I, I've just been waiting for him to get to his preferred surface, which is a wet tracker, and that's what he gets here. He's back in trip, but he's found form, and like I said, he, he loves the wet. I do like the wide gate from the 1,400-metre start because it actually gives no option. It's a very short run to the turn at the 1,400-metre start at Caulfield. If you have drawn wide, you have to go forward or you have to go back. This is mm-hmm. an on-pacer. He has to go forward. He has to send him. He has to send him hard. Back in trip to a strong tempo, 1,400 metres, I do like for him on the wet track. And and he can out-tough him give a start. The the wind is a bit of an issue, but he's hard fit. So at $17, I have a half unit on him to try eke out a result.
0: Yeah, I I think it's a pretty deep race, this one, Salts. I'm interested to see how the Tassie horse goes here and beyond. Uh, he's unbeaten in six starts and whilst he's yet to race on anything worse than a soft five um, and he's going from Devonport-Sinfo to Caulfield, but I'm going to take this guy on trust and just have a small bet at the $4.80. He's only going Vic. He was beaten home by Curran, who then came out and ran a, within a length of Ayrton. Um, and then went won a nice race at Flemington too. So I'm going to have a small play on and beyond. Uh, I'm interested actually in your thoughts on this guy Salts because I know you were with him when he won at Sandown probably three or four back now.
1: Yeah, it was a good win, wasn't it? Like you it mentioned, the form is stacked right up, and and he's just a he's just a line chaser. He's mm. he's undefeated. I, I looked into him and hard I watched both his starts at on the Devonport Syntho and each and trainer noted that he doesn't really like the Syntho either. Um, and, and he's just done what he needed to do and got past them. My knock here on him was the fact he, he has been getting back in his races and there's mm. some good speed here. My knock was the engagement of, of Lockie Nindorf, who used to be one of my boys, but he, he is a little bit out of form. It doesn't look like an easy ride, this one, given – the gate, his and his settling position. So, I was willing to risk with the claimer on. Yep, yep.
0: Cool. Ask and you shall receive. Uh, race six salts so three year old handicap over the twenty four twelve meters. So they couldn't make it twenty four ten and move the barrier two meters. So we've made it two thousand four hundred twelve meters. <laughs> um, you have well, we both have a tip in this race actually.
1: Yeah, I'm super keen on one coming over here from Adelaide. It had his last start in Victoria, but this is Capricorn Ridge. He's nominated in Adelaide, but uh, the Oppo Troppo Oppo rides, and I did ask Nadia Horn, his manager on Twitter, where this horse is going to go, and she thinks Caulfield. So if he's here, he just profiles to chew this trip up and spit it right out. The the win last start was outstanding. It was dominant. It was on a very wet track, 2,000 meters at Ballarat, He's run in the last race on the card and run the fastest last 200 metres of the day, eased up. It was a brilliant win. It was the first time he's got to 2,000 metres. He gets an in-form apprentice. He's ridden Corfo once before. not sure if he got a win of the Oppo, but he's in form. And I I, I think he's going to just gobble up this trip. He loves wet tracks. I think he's a great bet, Capricorn Ridge. The the other favourite... Um, what's its name anyway it, Ma- loses, it loses Murrumbidgee car. River nah that one's got car there's another yeah. one that's won its last two
0: Token Spirit
1: yeah that loses car gets an informal yep. apprentice but still loses car over this trip and car's getting on the one that you're going to speak about as well but I'm keen on Capricorn Ridge
0: excellent and you're getting 460 for Capricorn Ridge on Top Sport too yeah as you sort of alluded to Salts I'm uh, I like. I really like Murrumbidgee River so um more lightly raced out of out of our two uh, selections here I had an eye catching run from the back last start at Sandown on a day where it looked most winners were uh, coming from on the speed. We were there that day. That was two units podcast handicap day. We uh, had a look at that one. But this guy was. Um,
1: I know the answer, mate. It was Lady in the Sky.
0: It was at odds too, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, because I backed it. That's what I'm saying.
0: Were we in the Were we in the box that race? No, no, we weren't there yet.
1: Yeah. Okay. I was I driving have... home from getting a tattoo and I nearly drove <laughs> <off> the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> anyway, go hey, anyway,
0: mate, I actually like Murrumbidgee River. So um, I reckon that that run was a bit of an eye-catcher. Um, progressing nicely, jumps from 1,800 out to the 2,400, son of Fiorente. So the distance should be sweet. As you said, has the soft hands of car engaged again. Got through the soft seven fine last start. I don't know as well if it was a bit of I don't know if it was track bias or if this if I could say if I can say this and hurt this on with Jamie, but she, she looked like she might have got going a little bit late on on him last start at Sandown. So he did his best work through the line, but I don't know if she nailed the timing. So um I think the twenty the twenty four hundred gonna gonna suit. If, if that two meters helps me out, I'll be celebrating on the show next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will. I will give some advice. Read that horse. It's mm. three dollars fifty. Now, not often you see one with at this trip with Maranucus and Car on uh, get out. But I would be surprised if it started shorter than that. Reckon you could get a better price about that.
0: Okay, so a best of the best sort of scenario, yeah, r- you think? Real
1: sort of uh, Bob.
0: Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby boy. All right. <laughs> Hey, sweet. Hey, uh, the feature race on the card salts, did I mention that it's the road to spring? You might have. Yeah, the Bletchingly Stakes Group 3 Wait for Age over the 1,200. Um, I'm going to preview this one. So it looks to be a little competitive race, actually, and I'm I'm pretty excited to to sit down and, and watch this one unfold. Um, There looks to be a fair bit of speed engaged here and they're going to get along a little bit. So... Red Can Man last start uh, really appreciated that tempo that Malkovich set up for him and he sprinted away nicely to win there. But I think there's going to be a few more in the battle this week. So you've got Streets of Avalon, you've got Sansom, you've also got the Astrologist who's in really good form. Um, if the track's playing on pace, I can see them going sort of bananas up front, Salts. So uh, I'm going to look for something that's going to settle in and, and get, a, get a bit of a sit off the speed. So I'm going to side with Viridine in this race. He's two from two, track and trip, handles all ground, uh, going to get a good card in um, from that shoot start if Ollie can find some cover. He's raced in Group 1s. I think his latest Group 1 was the Goodwood, and he's just that's just not his go, um, I think. I think he's marks here in this group two, group three, sprint sort of level. So, uh, I think he's a pretty good bet at five bucks, and and I'm going to be betting on Viradine. Uh, I'm interested, Salts, that you've stayed out of this race. What what was keeping you out of having a bet in the uh, in the Lee, the Road to Spring?
1: Yeah, look, if you if you had to twist my arm and I, and if I had to have a bet, it would be on Viradine. There's mm-hmm. there's he's got some past ratings that that will win this, and he had some excuses at his last start, but. Yeah, I just thought it was like really super, super even and I, I just couldn't I just couldn't narrow it down. I couldn't I couldn't map it that well. And yeah, it was just one of those ones where I glanced through mm-hmm. it and just thought, no, nah, this is too hard.
0: Yep. Cool. Hey, let's head to Morphetville now. Salts got uh th- got a couple of tips at Morphetville. What's uh the track looking like there?
1: Yeah, wet track at Morphetville, and, and the track here, of course, proper has had some time off. Rail goes twelve meters. To twelve metres from 8 metres the last meet here where it was wet and they got off the rail as the meet progressed so look the inside might hold up early but they will be getting off the rail here another thing as well is there's a very strong northwesterly that's going to smack them in the face down the side and from the shoot starts you know 1,000, 1,200 metres so covering up and then hooking out on the bend I think is going to be the ideal run in transit at Excellent,
0: and you've got You've got one taking that run in race three, which is the benchmark 78 over the 2,500.
1: I do. Hustle left Fiorente and look, he's double figure odds and I think that's a great bet. I really like the way he found the line last start at Murray Bridge over 1,800 metres. He he ran a faster last 200 than his four to 200 metre split. So that, that indicates that he's just working through his gears beautifully through the line for a longer trip, which he gets here. What I do like is that, Jake Toe Rag or Toe Rogue, (laughs) (laughs) he sticks. And look, he had his first ride on him for a long time last start. And what I liked was he was ridden cold, but he relaxed. And this horse is a moron. He can get very, very, very keen. So I do like that the same jockey sticks to try and get him to relax again. And look, a horse like Mahi's Angel here was outstanding last start, but you just have to penalize the run given – the way that track played at Gawler, rails in run was so, so significantly advantaged mm. that I just have to penalise that run and, and look for some value. And he's proven at the trip, this fella, and I think he'll chomp it, hustle a Fiorente, 10 bucks, 85 units.
0: Nice. Cannot believe you've toe ragged our mate, Jake. <laughs> just, <laughs> that's where's the respect? <laughs> uh, race four is a 1,200 metre race, it's a benchmark 86. And going to preview this one.
1: Yeah, I'll preface this preview by saying don't bet yet, all right, because I'm I'm doing this race assuming Street Tough goes to Mildura. If he does, uh, stay tuned. If he goes to Mildura, there's one here, Dexalation. Mm. He, he was outstanding against the pattern when he was runner-up in the Wangoom, and every run since in far deeper races has been full of merit. He drops out of a group to wait for age massive class drop here to a benchmark 86. He covers up from the wind. He loves the wet and he's just a tough passer that gives his all. And I think he's going to run real well and he's not the favorite. We'll we'll end up if Street tough comes out, um, you know, we'll we'll get something with a four in front of him. So I'm happy to back that.
0: Hey, there's a, there's a horse in here. I want to ask you about the Hickmott trained unbeaten Pindaric. That's got a getting a growing a serious uh, picket fence next to its name. salts. um, Surely, surely, a big danger. What turned you, what turned you off the winning form of this uh, this guy?
1: Oh, absolutely, it's a danger. It's five from five, and like you, that's got a command respect. Like, look, Street Tough was a, a moral beaten last start against it, and it should have won. But this thing was first up and did work three wide. So, you know, it it wasn't all honours, but it was still a good run. I just I just can't ignore the class drop. Like Dexalation's given it two kilos at weight for age, but off the class that he's coming from, I mm-hmm. just think he's really well-weighted with that claim. And another one as well, I think he's going to get that wind protection and get to the right part of the track, whereas Derek will be facing it.
0: Yep. Awesome. Uh, race eight, benchmark 68 over the 1200. This is the last race we're going to preview at Morfordville
1: yeah, Halcyon Dame over from Victoria. Wet track, 1,200 metres and speed on is his absolute perfect scenario. He got it at Ballarat first up and was a massive career peak. Brilliant run. Just flat second up, but comes over here. The stable engaged South Australia's best off-speed rider in Kayla Crowder, And he gets the blinkers on first time. So that's far too many ticks for me to ignore at $7 of full unit him.
0: Excellent, that's and Dame. Hey, there is a, the bottom weight in here, Salts, and uh, the horse is called Smart Alec. So word from the stable though, I know you word from the stable here. Apparently, um, I know why you're not buttering up on Smart Alec because apparently it's just a motorcade and uh, Stacey Metcalf is actually just parading your $52 ticket around uh, the more track.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's actually just like a victory lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just, he's just gonna go around wave at people. Yeah, they're done yeah. for the prep. Yeah. If, he, if he wins fed income, I'll I'll go hey because I'm not sure about the wet track. And like like I said last that he won well at Gawler, but oh, mate, that was a, that was one of the hottest rails. Yeah. Um he had the run.
0: Uh hey, let's head to Doomban. We got three tips at Doomban this week. Uh track looking pretty fair up there, Salts.
1: Yeah, a little bit of rain maybe Friday. It should be a soft five or, or good four. Track played even enough here last meet. The rail was one meter and it moves to three and a half here. So I think it should be fair. Might I just add here? I'm talking about the weather like I'm bloody Mike Larkin. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> absolutely. Just, <laughs> an absolute bloody meteorologist. <laughs>
0: the Bureau of Saltyology.
1: <laughs> All right, you're going to kick us off here, eh?
0: Yeah, I've got one in race three. It's a three-year-old handicap over the mile plus 15 meters. Um, and I'm really keen on Tamerlade here at $3.20. Mate, how this guy hasn't won a race in towns absolutely beyond me. So uh, he trotted in last start, which was in the Grafton Guineas. Uh, his late sectionals there were very good. Uh, he's going to go back here. He's drawn one, so he's going to have to go around him. So he's going to need a pretty good steer. but. Track's fair. I think he's the best horse. I'm keen to be with him at $3.20 and and he's going to get his first win in town over the 1,615
1: metres. Yeah, mate. Like you said, at Grafton, late split's good, but the significant thing there was not on that day, no horses did what he did and came from the back. So Mm. you can add merit to that. There's a few here through that Sunshine Guineas, Sunshine Coast Guineas, where um, the winner, I think, was our playboy, put a hole in them, but the race rated well um, as well. But, yeah, look. Good Horse mate,
0: yeah, good horses win races. That's it's not a bad call, yeah. Uh, race six is a benchmark 72 over the 1200, and you're keen on one here,
1: yeah. It's oh no, I was gonna go with a real cheapie there, but <laughs> I will anyway. It's named after <laughs> me, it's called So Clever. Um, I'm pretty keen on this for one in a courts unit, Cl- rising class, but I couldn't care less. the b- brilliant trial win. It's Mm -hmm. never lost at the trials and the races from three starts. Brilliant trial win, brilliant debut win, soft as butter, brilliant class one win last start and was soft again. Ran time, goes forward, has no weight, same jockey sticks. Benchmark 72, great. I think it can just go forward, run time, put a hole in them.
0: Yeah, it's uh, getting right in there at the weight salts at 50, oh, isn't it? Yeah. 52 with Jaden Lloyd. They've had to dust off the number seventeen saddlecloth for this one. So, <laughs> yeah, they, so I, all think, of it. I think
1: it was first emergency, and I think there's one that's come out. Sorry, yeah,
0: Peroni run. Peroni's come out. So, yeah, um, I think it's
1: he, uh, he he might
0: have been on the full strength Peroni, know, <laughs> and really he to really really get on the mitts, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and hey, the last tip to round out the a pretty stacked specs is race nine. It's a class six over the 1350.
1: Yeah. One comes up here from Sydney Ulysses and I've got to be forgiving of his last start effort. He was hampered out of the gates. Then he was wide, no cover and just over raced badly. Let's completely forget. He ran the return, getting back over a trip short of his best was outstanding. Hit the line like a coming winner. Barrier five here gets the right run just in behind the speed and, and, going up to Queensland for a hit and run mission, I think he's definitely going to be in the finish and I think he can win and he's five bucks.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a good way to round out the specs there, Salts. Well, hopefully, we'll, time will tell. Uh, what we're going to do now, mate, we've got a stack of tips out in the atmosphere, but we're going to get into where it really matters and that's our two units, our best bets from around Australia. And as usual, mate, I'll, uh, I'll kick things off and uh, I'm going to head back to the Heath uh Caulfield race nine it's a three-year-old fillies race over the 1200 and I'm going with buttering up on one here and that is two units on a horse that zesty bell from the Ellerton Zara yard with Oppo on board and uh we're getting a price of around $3.90 here so she's um Last last start this track over eleven hundred was very stiff. She drifted back, got posted wide, and if you switch runs with the uh, eventual winner, which was Ciel, she just wins it. So steps up to twelve hundred here, drops two and a half kilos from last start in the weights. She draws a gate. She's got a tick in every column for me, and I'm locking and loading on uh, on Zesty Bell in the last at Caulfield.
1: Mate, hundred percent. I'm coming with you. Like you said, I, the return was outstanding. Like back wide, no cover, finished off hard. That was resuming with a career peak. So, for a lightly raced horse, it's a it's an outstanding indication that she's going to keep getting better. That was the second fastest last four two hundred of the day off that wide run. So, yeah, covered up from this draw. I think that'll win.
0: Excellent. Hey, I've also got a, a value, a best value bet this week, salts, and uh, that's a bit earlier in the card, sticking at Caulfield, and that's in uh, race two, the Allen Yates handicap over the fourteen hundred meters.
1: Yatesy, <laughs>
0: Yatesy, <laughs> we're on him. Uh, and I'm siding with a horse here called Why Choose Her um, at the twelve dollar quote, so twelve bucks, three dollars forty the place. Do you know what that means, salts? One by three. It means a one by three play. (laughs) (laughs) I've got you trained. It's nice. (laughs) Uh, From the Lindsay Smith yard, this one. So, um, she's, uh, she went under the radar and ran a pretty sneaky good race last start in the Leilani. That was the race where Lindout screamed home and everyone dived into that and, uh, you know, you called the chassis train. I think in the uh, the subsequent run, but um, much smaller field here for why choose her, and I'm expecting it to settle much closer from the draw. 60 kilos down to 52 kilos, which is just that's I, a I don't small know. Top.
1: That's a that's a, a small child.
0: Yeah, if you took eight kilos, if you took eight kilos off me and I went out for a run, salts, so I'm
1: winning anything. Yeah, I'd back it's, you too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I reckon. Um, I reckon she's massively over the odds at 12 bucks and three forty. You're not. I'm really liking that for a one-by-three play. Why choose her in race two at Caulfield?
1: Lovely, mate. My two-unit time at Caulfield two, race four, Phillies and Mare's benchmark 90 over 1,100 metres. Miss Albania here, super keen she returns a winner. The two jump-outs have been excellent. The latest was in very fast time on a soft six. She's drawn here to lead and kick. Look, the northerly is of some concern, but we do have a small field here from the shoot start. So, look, if something wants to take her on, they they can go for it and she can take a sit. But I don't think they're going to make her work too hard here. And she gets eight kilos, like we said, a small child off La Mexicana from her narrow defeat to her, at their only clash. And I actually think she was quite poorly ridden there last start. Well, not last. Well, against La Mexicana because... Miss Albania was hard fit and, and Froggy just went too slow. So look in on 54 kilos here. Willow takes a ride. Outstanding trials. I think she's extremely hard to beat, Miss Albania, and that's the best bet in the country on Saturday, Caulfield Race Four.
0: I love it. I'll be following in on that, and uh, I think as well. Like I'm, I'm a big, I'm big La Mexicana fan, but like this is just, this is just a. a a pipe cleaner for La Mexicana. Like she got, I think, I think she's going to progress and get better. I think Friedman actually said, I saw an interview where he said that, you know, she's going to get better as the, uh, as the prep goes on. Yeah, so she's I not going to be fu- fully wound up just yet. So yeah,
1: I think they will want to be getting her to 1400 meters. Yeah. Whereas a horse like Miss Albania, Enver's he's a smart man and he, and he aims him up to win and he's coming here to win. There's no doubt yep. about it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Good darts. Hey, uh, I feel like
1: that's a, episode,
0: that's a that's tip fatigue. Yeah, if we don't find a few in there, I reckon it's a. I reckon we might we might have a an enforced week off as well. Yeah, as the but industry.
1: I've looked like there's not like it's not like a massive unit week because we've got some smaller bets in there, but there's a lot yeah, of places previewed, wasn't there? Yeah, oh, good yeah. good work. I'm
0: I'm gonna go have a nap. <laughs>
1: i might yeah, have not.
0: to edit i might have to edit this and get it out first well, I and then
1: i don't nap it makes me feel like shit when i wake up i, I like i've rarely nap ever I, I haven't had a nap for seven years
0: really yeah. hey maybe we should talk about this off air
1: <laughs> yeah not bad <laughs> yeah. everyone's right. gonna go have a nap it's <laughs> yeah. so boring Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. hey uh, thanks listeners for tuning in that was episode 23 of the two units podcast we'll see you next week good luck punting on the weekend and as always please gamble responsibly
1: have a great weekend
0: thanks for listening to another episode of the two units podcast Before you send us packing for another week, please ensure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or hit the follow button on Spotify so you never miss a tip. While you're at it, please feel free to leave us a five-star review. And as always, please gamble responsibly.